Yeah, we're just a band from Wollongong, just just kicking ass. This is Zach. And welcome to the Legally Legally Blonde Blonde Podcast. (laughs) Today we have two incredible members of an awesome band called Sat and Callie joining me. We're going to talk all things music, all things about you guys, but to kick it off, why don't we start with introducing you? We've got Gordo and Zach. (laughs) What's going on? How are you? What's happening? So in the band, what role do you guys have? Uh, So I play like second guitar. Nice. And uh, I do vocals and a little bit of guitar here and there. No, here and there, just dabble in it when you feel like it. (laughs) Well, we always start this podcast with a very important question, and that is, what has been the most blonde moment of your entire careers? Of our careers? (laughs) Yeah. Like our music careers? Uh, Whatever career you want to pick. All right. Um, Oh, yeah. So when we played at the Jeringong Wine Festival, Mm -hmm. uh, we played to what? Nearly 2,000 people. I was there at that yeah, one. Yeah, that's where I met you. I, I was going to say, I was and, at um, I fell over, like got absolutely flexed on stage. It was, uh, we are doing the, was the last song. We had a bit of extra time, so we thought we'd do a cover of Seven Nation Army. It was so good. And then uh, we had a bit of a party song on there. We had our guitar tech playing tambourine, our tour manager dancing. We had uh, Cam on there filming the whole thing for our video clip. And I've looked at the drummer and I've gone up for the big finish and I jumped up and when I landed, I landed on my guitar lead and just rolled <gasps> out from underneath me and just got absolutely flexed. Oh. He like had to help me up and yeah, it was, <laughs> Assistance. Uh, it was so embarrassing. But um, and then I had to get up and then go to the middle for a group photo. And You know what, I must have been too drunk at this point because well, I didn't see you before. It's funny you say that because <laughs> at the end of the day, only... I. Uh, three people brought it up. Only like three people. Yeah, I think we're all having up. too I think much I, fun. I managed to somehow <laughs> get away with it. Get away with it, but it's not how it felt. Like it was pretty daunting, falling over in front of you know two thousand people. Oh, so, uh, that, that's probably that's probably. I mean, I have heaps heaps of blonde moments on stage, like rigging out sound check that my guitar's not working and realizing <laughs> it's not even plugged in. Oh, the classic, <laughs> the classic. That's, that's, that's pretty much where mine goes. I um. I've got plenty of them too, but off the top of my head, there's just one I can remember. We were playing um, at the Illawarra in front of maybe three, four hundred people. It was our own headlight show, and then um, I remember I was wigging out because I think the first two or three songs I was playing guitar in, and the third one, I think I I really needed my guitar for that one. I didn't need it for the other two because yeah. I was playing a couple of songs, and mm-hmm. I basically followed the other boys in them. I wrote the riffs to those particular songs so I just want to play guitar in them but there was one that I needed my fucking guitar in because I had a solo coming up and I couldn't get anything from my guitar so in between the songs I was talking to the sound guy going look man I'm not getting anything through my amp like can we get a hand and then at one point I was just like oh bro I need you to come up and have a look at this and we were still standing real close to the mics and he just turned around and goes dude your amp's not even on (laughs) and I was like I was like my amp's not on? And then I could see, like, a bunch of people at the front start laughing because we were still standing close to the mics, and I was just like... <gasps> Everyone heard. I was like, you <laughs> That's so good. But, yeah. It's always those, like, little, like, slips that I find are, like, the best moments. You're yeah. just like, no, nice, yeah. good work. <laughs> I can't remember if it was Illawarra or... Uh, Unibar, but same shit. It was, yeah. it was one of them. <laughs> it was one of the locals, yeah, so everyone classic. will remember it. <laughs> well, to kick it off, obviously a lot of people listening, you know, might have been the first time they've ever heard you guys. What Can you introduce what Sat and Cali is? Um, well, Sat and Cali's a, we're a five-piece rock, alternative, indie. Yeah, I don't know. Really. <laughs> what kind of stadium you fit in? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that one. We've got, we got a big balloon of um, genres we fit under. But, um, yeah, we're just a band from Wollongong, just just kicking ass. <laughs> <laughs> Having a good time. Um, fuck, I don't know what much, what much else to say. Nah. No. Nah. It's the, well, I mean, they were a f- band before I joined in. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just been like, it's been unreal, like, getting, because I, I was a fan. I was just oh. a fan at first. Yeah. And, like, I've known Zach since the band started. And then I was, I've never played in any other bands. I, I used to just play with a few friends at home and play covers and stuff, but. He's such a, like, 
Gordo's such a big music like he's a he's a gig head. He's at every fucking gig. He travels all around Australia listening to music. I don't think he's ever missed. I don't think you've ever missed no. one blues fest. No, no, no. Oh, like committed. Yeah, no, like, <laughs> so I thought. Shit, man, like, this guy's a frother. Let's get him up on stage and just let him play a handful of songs. Yeah. So we sent him some videos of Isaac playing the guitar for a few songs. We had a big headline show coming up, and I was like, man, learn these, and we'll get you into practice for two or three jams, and if they're any good, we'll get you up on stage. And then he killed it. So we were like, he's good, dude. Yep. Goes all right at guitar. <laughs> he's... Now so just, lovable, yeah. so yeah. fun to be around. Yeah. We need another guitarist, potentially. We're like, he's the guy. Yeah, yeah nice. Yeah. There's yeah. probably better guitarists out there than me, but, you know, <laughs> there ain't many better people. That's, and that's <laughs> Jeez, important. Man. I think that's important. Like, you've yeah. got to have people in your band that you, you want to be around, so, you know? You've yeah. got to go on those tours and so those I'll, long yeah, roads. Well, I'm just living <laughs> living my dream now. Just That's what Satin County yep. is to me anyway. Just everything I was always about I'm now part of I love that and so you're saying as well you're a five piece band so who's the other members we've got Isaac on lead guitar we've got um, Eli plays bass Elijah this is a funny one because we did have Daniel on drums but he's sort of parted ways he's doing up there's other things that he wants to venture off and do with his life at the moment so now we've got Morgan Taylor on the drums. So yeah. a lot All of the way from Jamboree. Hey. All the way from Jamboree. Uh, yeah. And a cult, but we won't go in there. I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, I'm actually joking, Morgan, if you hear this, I am kidding. Um, <laughs> he's not. There's another side to that story, but when he's ready, he can tell that story. <laughs> he can, he can yeah, come on and uh, explain that one. <laughs> but what's the story behind the name Satin Kelly? Like, how does it represent the band? How did it even, you know, come about? You take this one. So, our guitarist, Isaac. So, we, we when we first started, we were having trouble put, putting names together. And I'm not going to lie to you, there was some absolutely shocking names. <laughs> Daisy. Daisy. Daisy was oh. one. Or, um, oh, um, I can't even, I did, they, were, they were all shit. So, I can't remember. <laughs> but I remember Isaac was, uh, I think he was on a bender one day, or yeah, one day with a bunch of friends. And he's got these two twin sisters. These two friends that are twin sisters, Sally and Kate, and I think from time to time when they're partying, because they would party, they've, they've known each other for ages. They grew, up, high yeah. they grew up together, and I think one time when they were going to leave a bender or a party, he yelled out, "Oh, see you later, Sat and Callie," instead of Kate and Sally, oh. and everyone turned around and started laughing at him. And I think that's when he was like, you know what? He banked it for, for that's, a rainy day. That's yeah. got it. So basically, the band is named after two twin sisters <laughs> who are both blonde. Very blonde. Well, that worked out really well, yeah. didn't it? <laughs> so, <laughs> that's that's awesome. I love that. I, I think it's so cool when it's just like a fluke of a name where it just comes out of nowhere. Mm. Like, Well, there's now there's now a guy in Kira where he, he asked us where the name came from. Uh, shout out Christy. And shout out Jason. Jason's got a tattoo of my face right next to his balls. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> no way. Yeah. Uh, commitment. A massive face right next to... The testicle region. <laughs> He's growing. He's growing. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but this guy called Christy that we met at a motorcycle party in Sydney that we'll play in that. Billy Sixers, shout out Billy Sixers. Nah, no more shout outs. But uh, <laughs> he, he asked us where the name came from and we told him the story and he's got a big tattoo somewhere on his arm or leg. He's a big solid fella. I, I, I couldn't really tell from the picture, but I think it might be on his leg. And it says Kate and Sally with a big X through it and then Satin Kelly on the name. Satin Kelly. Oh, <laughs> nice. So, yeah. That's good. And so in terms of music style and things like that, you talked a, a little bit about it before. What kind of genres or, like, you know, area do you think your band kind of... It's like... It's changes. We're in the jam room at the moment. We're throwing out surf rock songs and... I don't know, it's hard. I don't really know what to, to put it under. I, I say like alternative rock, okay. indie rock or even garage rock too, stadium rock. So it's rock, rock and roll. <laughs> they're, they're, they're all very different. Like we got, um, we got, uh, we've, we've been referenced to, on, on the radio, we've been referenced to Kings of Leon. If they grew up surfing your local. But then we got referenced to them again. Yeah. Uh, by some other radio host. Jack Saunders said that it was a sound that could go in any direction from BBC One Radio. And uh, 
Oh, we've had foo- we've had fooies a few times. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's all like, it's all yeah. over the place, really. Um, and I and then of, the more acoustic style ones. I, I heard a Goo Goo Dolls reference. Goo Goo Dolls, yeah. yeah. I've heard that. And I I would personally like to keep it that way. I don't really want to hone in on one particular sound. Yeah. If we can get away with all these different sounds and still come under the same banner, I'm happy with it. Yep. Other members in the band might feel a particular like a different way at the moment but i'm i'm happy to just run with it because like if you can get away with all of it why not yeah why not interesting and that's it it. i think it gives you more of a chance to put your fingers in different pie too yeah like you know what i mean you have a bit more opportunity to i don't want to pigeonhole no no yeah. I'm going through a huge country phase at the moment. Uh. I love my country music. <laughs> well, that's going to be a little hard to slip. No, in I don't think yeah, we're, I I'm not say. necessarily going to want to go there in the South Cali, but I just love going and watching it, listening yep. to it. You know, possibility down the track. Frothing on it at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> we should do so a country cool. EP. We'll do a so- I'll do a solo EP with you. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think so. You could do a few uh, covers too, I reckon. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I'm, big on, I'm big on Zach Bryan now that you've mm. got me into him yeah, a little bit yeah. and the Hillside Country Devil. Sam Barber, he's coming to Sydney soon. Oh, Satin Cali hitting the countryside too. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> love it. So can you, I obviously know you've written a few songs. Can you talk to us a little bit about how the process of writing a song occurs? Um, well, sometimes since like I'm, a lot of the songs were written before I joined, um, our last two releases are the only ones I've been involved in like the recording and stuff of, mm-hmm. which was Nirvana and Cheap Groceries and the song that came out two days ago, Hold On. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, Isaac's, like, come, will come to the jam room with, a, with the whole, with the riff, and, and then Zach will throw lyrics over it. And For those two, no. But oh, for those two, no, yeah. actually. Like, Isaac wrote, brought them pretty much two fully finished songs to the nice. jam room, and we are just like, whoa. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. But um, sometimes we'll just be... Because we're working on... We've got studio dates booked in November... We're working on, we've got heaps and we could, we've got enough songs to do an album, but we're going to focus on just like, you know, maybe getting two more songs done before the mm-hmm. end of the year. And some of those we've just, just, just come out on the spot. Yeah, just whip them You know what I mean? Wow. We'll just be waiting, everyone's set it up, like ready to start prac and then we'll just start riffing and then they just kind of, well, that sounds cool, what are we doing there? Okay, well, this might sound good over it and then we'll just... We go play, oh, you know, a bit of this, a bit of that, and then it just kind of, oh yeah, let's. Then we'll get the phone out and record a voice memo, and then I'll work on, I'll try and write something over the top of it, and we all kind of go home and do our own homework, and then come back and bang, it's done. A lot of the <laughs> time, because cool. Isaac's super in love with songwriting as well, so if he if he writes a really cool riff at home, he'll just fall in love with it, and he'll just be like, oh shit, I'm just I'm finishing this right yeah. now. Whereas like. I'm not really sitting there with him, so I don't have that luxury a lot of the time. But a lot of the time, he's he's always playing sick riffs. So if he's playing cool riffs in the jam room, a lot of the writing it's it's split up. I'd, I'd say that we're all pretty even across the board, whether it's lyrics, riffs, whatever. But a lot of the time, um, he might bring a riff to the jam room, and we're all just fucking going ham on it, nice. absolute chaos. And then a lot of the time, we'll stick some freestyle, some lyrics down, or some solos or whatever and they pretty much stay exactly the way that they were in that session and they don't they don't end wow. so we're pretty lucky in that respect yeah yeah that it's like right we just got a good communal feel that's i was gonna say the amongst, collaborative approach yeah. i think that's really good like it's yeah. not just one person's got the yeah mm. weight on their shoulders yeah. of bringing it all to the team you work together to make it happen pretty much yeah yeah i rate that i think that's good and so tell us obviously have you've got some things in the works at the moment can you give us a little insider as to what's coming out um we've got like like i said before we've got dates booked for the studio in november um we're only gonna we're gonna try get two new songs done before the end of the year um and we've got to narrow that down from a potential six which we haven't done yet there's a pop punk one in there there's a surf rock in there real summer vibe Ooh, yeah. summer could we're be... Com- coming into summer, we're probably going to do that one. Yeah, I like that. Everyone loves a good, like, summer sesh song. Yeah. So that's that's pretty much all we got for, for new music at the moment. Oh, there's... Plenty, plenty of cool gigs coming up, though. Mm. Yeah. Nothing nothing too, like, 
you know, we're, we're I can see Zach's face. A lot of, a lot of, like, a lot of these gigs haven't been announced yet, so I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about no, it. No, you can. You can. I was going to touch on the other the music thing, but I think oh, you, no, you nailed it. No, you nailed it. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> I, I think we should do an album. Or, or That's an definitely, I think, a goal of ours going into next year. Yep. Like, we've just done an EP. We love it. You can buy it on record if you want. <laughs> I just, I'd be cool to just lock away in like a book, like an Airbnb out in the middle of nowhere next to like we a gotta get the for that somewhere yeah. and just like maybe take a whole bunch of things to help us be creative with out there and just sort let of the, lock uh, in. Juices flow. Let the DMs flow out. <laughs> try not to kill each other try not to True. kill each other that's important <laughs> work together so have you got any like memorable stories or experiences that have kind of inspired your lyrics oh you're the lyric guy yeah plenty there's plenty of songs in there that I've written about whether it's um Bella um which I wrote about a woman called Stella who is my mother and the things that we went through growing up at home and the things that I've seen her go through uh, in her relationship with my father and just struggles and um, or there's other brights there's other songs like Orange uh, <laughs> the song was actually written about a girl with blonde hair yeah. from from Orange no one actually knew that that song um, was about that the, the song was called Orange a lot of people because we never reference the song Orange in the whole song but it was just about an experience that I had with a girl that was from Orange and um, it was fitting at the time. But yeah, we do, we actually do, we, that's just two examples. I could go on about all of them, but we don't want to chew up that much time. But to answer your question, yeah, they're all, they're all pretty relatable. They're all written about something, almost mm. all of them. Not all of them, but the majority of them are written about an experience or a time in either my or Isaac's life that was significant in some sort of way enough to write about. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And I think that makes it a bit more, I don't know, I feel like you invest more into it and you become more personal towards it when it's got that meaning. Whereas if you're just like kind of just chucking stuff out there, I feel like you're like, yeah, you don't really have any gain or, you know, I don't know, personal connection to it. Well, yeah, I did. I actually, I like going back to Bella, I wanted to call it Stella, but when I spoke to my mum about because it's a pretty heavy song, like lyrically, if you ever look it up. Um, and she was just like, no, nah, that's, yeah, and I was like, well, I'll call it Bella, because that means beautiful. Yeah. So, and it rhymes with Stella, so we're close enough. You're close enough. It still fits the bill. Well, yeah, I get what you say. <laughs> so, in terms of your performances, and you've got your gigs coming up, how do you kind of work together as a, a band to prepare for the stage? What do you kind of, do you have things that you do before, or? Um, no. Couple of beers always helps. <laughs> take the edge uh, I mean, off. I, I still get I still get pretty nervous up there, mm. um, but as I'm getting used to it, I'd have to say now it's like I prefer it to be a bigger crowd. Yeah, you know, like absolutely. Uh, like yep. the the real small ones are more daunting now. Oh, Whereas when yeah. I first started, it would have been the exact opposite. The opposite way. But now, like you know, like if we had to do say like that, we're playing a festival. Wait, hang on. When does this episode come out? Uh, next oh, well, week. We're playing a festival next week and it's going to be a good crowd and I can't wait for it. We're playing yeah. with our good mates, the Tezzers. Yeah, so we're playing with the Tezzers. So, yeah. uh, we've got a couple of gigs coming up with them, actually. Shout out to the Tezzers. <laughs> Terry's. <laughs> but, um, and Betty Ray's. Terry's hey. and Betty Ray's. Yeah, yeah. That's an exclusive. We haven't announced that yet. Oh, <laughs> well, they have. They just haven't announced support. Yeah, but that's all right. That's oh, all right. Little teaser, guys. That's all right. Get <laughs> your tickets. Kiama is really sold out. <laughs> it is. Byron Bay and Kiama, yeah? Yeah. All right. Oh, that's a bit exciting, though. So, in terms of, I think, a few beers, what else? Um, get the vocals going, get the warm-ups. Oh, yeah, he's good. He I do, I do a bit, like, that. leading up to, like, a show, I might, if I'm not feeling well vocally or I'm having a hard week or whatever, I'll get on the... Um, manuka green, yeah, the green honey, green yep. honey teas. <laughs> I might um, eat some fresh pineapple through the day because like it breaks down mucus and stuff like that. Or I'll do like a series of like anywhere between ten and I don't do it a lot actually. But if a big show is, I'll do like between I don't know fifteen and twenty five minute vocal warm ups. But if there's a lot of people around, and sorry if you're listening to this, if there's a lot of people around at a show that I know, I sometimes like. I might hang around at the local shows 
like the whole night but a lot of the time I'll try and leave because I just I and I leave and I'll, I'll rock up an hour before the set because I just I get too excited yeah and I'll just stomach like 15 beers before a set if I'm around all my best mates I haven't yeah. seen for ages so I try to keep it to like three or four beers before I get on stage mm-hmm. whilst I'm on stage there'll be a stack next to me like it doesn't matter because like <laughs> I'm alright with it like I don't I can do that I can get away with it I somehow I'm alright I never really mess up too bad in that way but if I'm hanging around a show with all my best mates in our local town before beforehand for hours I'm no way yeah, it ain't happening no. and another thing I don't deal with it there's nothing that I do really to prepare for it because like I still throw up yeah. 90% of the time before I walk on stage really, it's really like weird. nerves yeah. I don't like if it's a big show and I can I see a lot of people out there I'll be sweet we put, until, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves until Aww. five minutes before I walk out I'll just run into the green room spew on the floor or spew outside in the garden or if, if I'm near the toilet great <laughs> it makes it <laughs> but then as soon as I walk on stage it's like this veil comes over all of our eyes really yeah and it switches yeah. off and you're just like it's like yep your alter ego yeah. steps in or something. Something okay. else takes over and it's gone. Yep. Mm. But, but so, yeah, the jitters before yeah. you walk yeah. out. Well, there's... before playing in Satin Cali, I played one live show in my life and it was like in Wombara and that was it. I don't, wouldn't play anywhere but like in my bedroom. Yeah. And then I'm just walking out playing in front of thousands of people. People. Like, you know, it's crazy. It so. must feel good though. Like, I mean... Obviously, I saw you at the wine festival in Jerengong. Like, it must feel good seeing everyone in the crowd, like, just getting involved, yeah. jumping around, oh, like, being when you silly. see the people singing, like, the lyrics back, it's the best feeling in the world. Yep. Yeah, that one was sick. Because, like, <laughs> when we when we were walking out to the state... That was it, our first festival, too. When we were oh. working... Oh. I'm pretty sure. No, we've done a couple, but that was, like, a... That was like a Bigger big one, one. A couple built, thousand. Big, yeah. Built festival stage. Yeah, okay. We played a lot of like little side festivals and stuff like that. But that oh was, yeah, we did Jerringong. So we did Jerringong. We've done a few before. We've done a few, but I wouldn't really it was call a surf fest. that was like yeah. a proper festival. Yes, yes. And it was it was funny because like it was kind of like acoustic vibe festival. Mm, it except was. For us. And, and except for us. I honestly like hands down, like you were my favorite act of the day. Well, leading up to that set, awesome. the stage looked like no offense to any like anyone else but it was kind of like it was very chill there was it maybe was handfuls of people at the front at yeah. a time like there was wasn't really no. a crowd in front of the stage everyone was like sitting on the picket and blankets we, and we were like oh fuck I was like, <laughs> I was like let's gee them yeah. up so when we got up there we just started going nuts screaming everyone down the front by the end of it we had five six seven hundred people in front of us oh. shaking on the railings and shit and we were just like all right so sweet cool. we did our job yeah I, I fell down the hill because we were dancing so hard nothing changed like. the crowd up like a blink 182 oh it was so good <laughs> cool. i'll have to put some videos up of us dancing in like the crowd because it was it was 10 out of 10 everyone just oh, literally just got so involved well it was yeah it was awesome because we walked on and there was maybe 100 200 people up front by the time we left there was like 800 people standing in front yeah, of us yeah. and we were just like this is skit yeah and that's like, you know you've done your job. Yeah. Like, yeah. you can walk off happy, like, being like, yep, <laughs> everyone enjoyed that. <laughs> Are you looking for your new favourite drink? Head to Recharge Nutrition or 316 Nutrition and you are in for a treat. They are serving loaded energy teas, which are 20 calories, no sugar, packed with vitamins and minerals, and also have aloe for those healthy guts. They serve healthy smoothies too, which are under 300 calories, high protein, contain macro and micronutrients to satisfy your hunger, and are made on water. So head to Recharge Nutrition or 316 Nutrition today. With their extensive experience and expertise, Cupic Marketing offers a wide range of services to help businesses like yours thrive in today's competitive landscape. From website development and social media management to graphic design and SEO, Cubic Marketing has the tools and knowledge to elevate your brand. Imagine having a stunning website that captivates your audience and drives conversations. With Cubic Marketing's website development services, it's possible. Cubic Marketing! So, obviously, that's your preparation on live shows and things like that. Have you had any kind of memorable or unique experiences from those shows that like kind of just stick with you as like a happy little memory um memorable from the shows uh 
it's all pretty memorable. Like I, like I could almost tell you every gig I've ever done with Sat and Kelly. Yeah. But um, mainly just yeah, just like the whole experience when the when the crowds get into it and they start singing the lyrics back and you can stop singing and you can yeah you can like well I don't sing anyway but like, <laughs> like you just take it like oh actually no I got one when we played Waves recently um, we pulled out a Broken Tuesday oh. and Broken Tuesday is like you know to, for those that haven't heard us it's an acoustic track that like it's only Zach and Isaac the rest of the band just kind of chill out Normally I'd leave the stage and then we'd come back. But uh, this particular time, I was playing waves. I was like, I'm not going anywhere. And I, yep. I got my phone out and I filmed the crowd. And there was, what, 300 plus people in there, all with their lights on their phone. Oh. Torches there. It was psycho. Everyone was singing. Heaps, I could see all my family in the crowd singing. Um, it was mental. That's like, pretty special. Yeah, and then I was like, this is unreal. And then... Like, you know, just, I filmed, we ended up posting that video. Yeah. Like, filmed yeah, off yeah. the stage. And then, like, yeah, that was probably one of the most memorable, like, crowd experiences for me anyway. I'd, I'd have to agree with Gorda. For me, they're, they're definitely my favourite parts in the set. Or even, even to touch on that a little bit more, there was one time that we went down to um, Melbourne and it was a headline show and it was, I think it was either sold out, it was our first time in maybe our first or second headline show that we had done in Melbourne was it I guess the show was sold out it was a small room mm. yeah. but it was sold out and we were stoked and probably a hundred people and I don't I don't even think that um, uh, So They Say was in our top five played songs no. at that time and I remember jumping like stepping back from the mic because I felt like I could hear everyone singing it and I stepped back from the mic and I was paying attention and later on we could we had a video of it we could hear every single word this whole room like I said it wasn't even in our top five played songs I never heard we weren't going to put it on the set we weren't even going to put it in the set and I'd never heard that song sung back to me at any of even our local shows and this room in Melbourne was just going for it and I just let them finish I just let them since then yeah yeah, I just let them finish the song that's yeah. pretty special. Yeah, I, I was gonna say you see a lot of like I don't know like big big artists like do that at their crowds and they just stand back and even them like it takes them away like they get yeah. tears and they well, get emotional. Like, it was so weird because I I've not been even able to do that with that particular song even in our hometown. Yeah, but just Melbourne. Just yeah. Melbourne just was like or just we've that got night, this. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Melbourne know how to party. Yeah. I like that. So that's your like memorable happy ones. What about some uh, funny ones? Have you ever had a moment in the crowd or after a show we've just been like, did anyone see that? Like, <laughs> yeah, waves. We kicked, we kicked the mic leads out. Oh, we uh, we kicked the <gasps> during crowd. the wave show. The whole power went out. Oh, <laughs> I spoke to people, but and they didn't notice. But like, it was definitely know. noticed. Like, everyone was being nice. Like, it was like a blackout in there. Um, <laughs> I know there was another show I actually wasn't a part of, but oh, the lads played a show. I was at a wedding. I was part of the groom's oh, party. Oh, fuck it. I'm in a unique situation where, because they were a four-piece before, if it's a, you know, if I can't, I have to, like, I couldn't miss my best mate's wedding. Yep. Um, they can still get away with um, playing a show without me and kind of go back to the four-piece set. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sucks because like some like Zach can't do that. You know what I mean? You can't True. play a show with that tag. Yep. Um, but yeah, they played a show and I heard it was a bit of a train wreck. Oh man! Oh, oh, I'm getting anxiety just thinking oh, no. about it. in a different key and yeah. we we we've got a guitar tech who was amazing. We love him. Um, but something happened on this particular night that's never happened again and it's not his fault I think he bumped his tuna pedal and uh, I think to... we bumped him oh yeah oh. I think we bumped our tuna anyways he's come out and tuned the guitars he was in a bit of a rush he's tuned all the gu- oh look it, I, I actually don't know what happened but I think it was actually I think it fell back on us in the end and some of the guitars which we weren't tuned together we were not tuned together and we, for the first two three songs we're looking at each other going and Eli had just bought a brand new bass it sounded a bit it was a big hollow body bass that did have a different sound and we were all a bit iffy on it at the start but it's a great bass but we're looking at him going oh well, this is the first gig is it yeah is we're it? yelling out to him what's what's up yeah what's happening like? anyways ended up being me and isaac i think or potentially isaac but for the first two songs sounded absolutely horrendous we're, we're supporting surf trash at la la la's 
We had people in the crowd looking at us like, what's going on here? Like, what is that sound? Anyways, we pull them up. We just, yeah. we just, just outlined stop. it. We just yeah. spoke about it. And we went, look, we're going to sort this out. We're going to fix it up. Not realising that we were just tuning it to the same because the tuners were set, right? We didn't pick oh. it up. We ended up playing a third song in absolute havoc. I just walked off the stage. <laughs> yeah. I pushed my mic out of the way. I walked off the stage. I walked out the back. I shouldn't have done it. It's so unprofessional. I just went... I'm not going back out there. Yep. That is terrifying. Everyone comes out, they're like, no, 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 let's just address it again. We'll work it out. Anyways, I walk out, we addressed it. We got to the bottom of it at the end, ended up playing a hectic show, but that gave me nightmares for yep. weeks. That was haunting. PTSD right it there. It was haunting. <laughs> Even right now, thinking about it, I want to quit. But I'm not going to, I'm joking, but it, that was terrifying. That, that is, yeah. The rest of the set was amazing. The boys from Surf Trash were amazing. Thanks for having us on. The crowd was so supportive. They honestly, that was really, they got behind it. They they were patient, but that was, yeah, that was fucked. I feel like you've all, everyone's got to have that one time though. Oh, I'm glad I missed that one. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> it wasn't me, guys. <laughs> yeah. I've had my own moments on stage, but we're playing the wrong, like playing the wrong song. <laughs> you know, like when we played Brisbane, because I, I, we, covered a Rage Against the Machine song Isaac's tuned all the guitar like tuned his guitar for Preacher with the capo and then I don't know there was a miscommunication on stage and oh, yeah. someone's going no we're playing Sleep Now in the Fire it's like wait what it happens yeah, and that's it and yeah, those happens. moments happen find my capo and tune up to Isaac and, oh. Oh, but you know what I'm, you'd be so surprised the amount of times like us in the audience have no idea. Yeah. Like, we are so oblivious to the fact that, like, you know, we, like we were talking about before that you fell down yeah, during well, the Jerangong yeah. one. Like, well, couldn't have told you that you did. Like, yeah. you did not see it. Funny thing is with that as well, even after the Jerangong thing, we posted a video on our socials of us playing Seven Nation Army and that the in that video that was posted on social media... If you look very closely at the end, you can see the aftermath of it. And oh. no one even picked up it on that either. Yeah, see? Like, I, we're all just there enjoying it too yeah. much to care about those little things. <laughs> but, um, no, it was definitely felt like everyone saw it, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. So, obviously, we talked about, you know, what you guys enjoy. What do you hope the audience enjoys and what they get out of your performance? Probably the energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We try We try to bring as much energy as possible. We try to get people behind it, whether it's like giving them cues to sing or getting them up on stage to do a worm or handing someone a tambo or just Isaac might jump off the stage with an extra long guitar lead and start thrashing around the crowd, maybe stage dives or just... just we're very, very energy-based yeah. very energy-based energy band and we... we we honestly need it to perform well. Like, we thrive off it. So we really try to dig it out of people. Mm-hmm. So, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. 100% Agreed. With what <laughs> so in terms of life on the, the road, when you guys are travelling to gigs, do you guys all go together or...? Uh, yeah, we try to where we can um, to save money on fuel. That's the main reason. Fuel will be um, expensive. But we also, like, we've all got vans, so... We all kind of, we, we tend to normally take three vans and we'll put two of us in a van and then we sleep in our vans. Nice. Uh, head to toe. <laughs> <laughs> so this last trip, we took a four-wheel drive and we, I, it was, it was probably my favourite travelling experience because yeah. it was just funny, man. Well, we were all together. So a four-wheel we'll drive with a trailer on the yeah. back. We'll probably start doing that more often. Yeah, just yeah. everyone all together. Yeah. You get yeah. some good stories out of it. Yeah. And then just booking some absolute crack den hotel to stay in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much what happened. Oh, no. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. So, how would you think? Oh, by, the- by a crap down, we mean the room, not crap. Oh. Yeah, we mean the <laughs> just room to clarify. Was just an absolute hole. And, um, it was like in the. But it's just, a, it's just a place to rest your head at the end of the day. And that's yeah, all we need. That's it. And you'll be too tired after but it performing the camp. It was a rough <laughs> area, rough oh. hotel room. There were questionable stains on the sheets <gasps> and on the floor. Yuck. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Bathroom doors didn't even close. <laughs> you all got flush. really, really close. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so how has Satin Kelly evolved since 
you know, when you first started? Is there, like, music-wise, like, courage-wise? Um, I guess, like, they evolved a bit by putting me in there. <laughs> Going from four to five, I you. mean, I kind of was there to, to thicken the sound and add my little... Uh, someone say to me, finesse. Oh, nice. Add, add finesse. I like that. Add the finesse in the, the songs and... Um, well, how, how would you say that years have evolved, Zach? Um, just getting better. Each With each song, I think, even if it didn't take off over the last one, I feel like we're always trying to, um, trying to level up, whether it's changing up the sound or uh, progressing with the music writing or lyric writing or uh, incorporating different instruments and layers. or We're just trying to one-up on each song. Mm. Whether they're a hit or not, we're always trying to develop new skills and innovate different things into the music. So, yeah. yeah. But what would you say have been like challenges that you've had to face, like over the lifespan? Um, we're into different styles of music. Yeah, oh. we buttons on that, and we all five like very creative dudes, and some of us oh. really enjoy doing the same role as the other person, or like. We, we, most of the time we see eye to eye, I'd say 50% of the time, let's be honest. All, all that 50, come on. No, we're like, yeah, we, we butt heads when it comes to, to the music writing because we're all very, we're five very explosive, passionate people and we do have, we've got a lot of similar interests but we've also got different taste in yeah. music as yeah. well. So... That definitely can pose a challenge. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> what about when, like, during COVID, how'd you guys find, you know, navigating? Well, that's kind of how the band started. That's what kicked this band off. Oh, go on. Yeah. Well, um, we formed as a band. Actually, this is going to take away from, yeah. So Isaac was looking, no, we won't go there yet, but we formed as a band in COVID and it allowed us to meet up a lot of the time because a lot of us couldn't work. Mm. Uh, we shouldn't have been meeting up anyways, but we were because fucking yeah. what of it? Yeah, what exactly. Look, look what happened with yeah. COVID anyways. Yeah. Was it even a thing? I don't yeah. know. No, exactly. Uh, sorry if that offends you <laughs> out there. Right. 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 Look, look at it. Like, it speaks yes. for itself. Anyways, none of us really took that shit too seriously to begin with and we were still meeting up in garages or in houses or at one point when it was real serious and they were going around and looking for people at houses oh or yes we were yep. meeting up in parks at night with a long neck and just a torchlight and just like playing 1.5 yeah. meters away I was going to say yeah because yeah. you could all sit outside and do but those we things did, yeah. we did we started as a band right before COVID and we didn't have enough music to play a set list mm. and that gave us because we couldn't play shows True. we couldn't pick up gigs yep. we couldn't really do anything outside of the house so it gave us enough time to sneak around and put together our 12 songs yep. by the time COVID was done we had a manager we had songs recorded and we were able to just push straight out and play shows that's good so it actually benefited us as a band greatly. yeah that's good you got to get yeah a nice little uh, silent grind had we have just sat in our rooms and quivered away from yeah i don't know like a runny nose we wouldn't have been able to put it together yep. but yeah no good on you i mean the first two satin cali shows in Wollongong were like sold out unibar shows wow <laughs> so like sold out at like whatever the capacity was at the time but Still pretty good. Still for yeah, first yeah. two shows, like that's insane. Yeah. Well, the second one ended a little bit abruptly, but yeah, we won't go into that. Dot dot dot. Yeah. <laughs> so, in terms of milestones and you know goals for the band, what's the the ideas? Um, oh, there's definitely. I mean, next year we'd like to do either another EP or an album. That's a goal. Mm. Um. When I first joined the band, Isaac asked me, he goes, what, what, what do you want to achieve like that's, that you would, that's achievable? Um, and I was like, oh, straight up, I'd love to do like a version and play Splendor in the Grass. Oh. So they're, they're the two. So Splendor's the dream festival. Yeah, I'd like to play. I will, unless I'm playing there, I'll probably never go there again. Cause Fair. I got stuck in the mud last year. It was chaos. Oh, <laughs> so, did yeah. watch that one from my comfortable bed I'll go, I'll at go home. I'll go back so. if I'm on the bill. Yep. <laughs> um, for me, it would be selling out Wembley Stadium. 
Nice. Okay. Okay. We're manifesting that. Let's I'm manifesting that. I write that. The food fighters. Yep. <laughs> but they support us. Yeah, definitely. That would be the yep. thing. I write that. you got to dream big sometimes. Sat in Cali, Wembley Stadium, food fighters support. Then we'll come back and do like a version. <laughs> Did you say achievable goals? No, no, I said that. Oh, you said achievable. Because I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they're all achievable. That's yeah. achievable. you gotta, you got to dream big. Well... It's good to dream. Yeah. <laughs> make them happen. <laughs> so how do you find you built kind of the Saturn Cali community in terms of you know, your people listening and things like that? Um, what do you do to build that, you know, rapport and support? Presence on social media, definitely. Um, we've got a couple of groups on there, like the Cali crew, that mm. like get exclusive information before we post it and stuff yep. like that. Um, I'd find like being present as well at gigs like yeah. obviously Zach sometimes won't come until right before showtime that's the local ones because yeah. he's got to look after his voice and stuff but I'll try and get down there and watch all the support bands and talk to all the crowd and then at the end of the show hang out like with everyone and yeah just being present really yeah I like that I'd, I'd, I'd agree I'd agree and we're, all, we're always pretty present on socials. We, we're always creating and posting content or, like, doing interviews like this yeah. or, like, putting our name in the heart or reaching out to bands that we froth. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, just always replying and staying on the chats with fans and stuff like that as well. It's important to give a piece of yourself back when you can, so... Yeah. yeah, and in terms of memorable kind of fan experiences, obviously the, the tattoos uh, are definitely up there. Have you yeah, had any cu- others? There's a couple more. There's probably four or five tattoos now. Wow. Uh, but did, what do you say, memorable? Fan interactions. <sighs> like, Even just, like, signing my first autograph was pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like, never thought I'd be doing that. You know, like, that's pretty cool you know yeah. I didn't even really have one and I was like shit <laughs> like <this?"> scribbles <laughs> yeah. um, G for Gordo <laughs> um, you know and like because like you know I'm giving like getting people asking me for my guitar picks and stuff too so I went and got custom I guitar have one picks, guys right? I am a huge fan <laughs> <laughs> you know because I used to make it my goal as like you know a teenager going to gigs and I've got heaps of guitar picks that I called or got you know, from bands and now, you know, flip the switch and people you are getting me up. That. It's crazy. There, there is a really weird one for me. Not weird. It's, it's, <laughs> I've had similar interactions, but this one in particular, because I was just on such a, a low. I um, My father passed away while I was on stage in Adelaide with the Terrys. Excuse me. Had to burp. <laughs> my father passed away while I was on stage in Adelaide with the Terrys. And because... Um, because he's Muslim, actually, I, I'm not. With like both our families are torn down the middle. One half of my family's Christian, the other half Muslim. I uh, love both to death. Um, I'm neither either. I, you know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. not a very religious person. I, I like all aspects of people's lives and their beliefs and faiths. I think if it, if you believe in something and you push it and you're committed to it, then all the power to you. Yeah. If it improves your life or helps you in some sort of way, then what of it yeah. good on you mm. but um, he had to be buried within a certain amount of time I think it was within 24 hours or whatever That's I don't know too much about it really because I don't know that side of the world but it was something to do with his faith and mm. all the rest so I had to jump on a plane change my flight jump on a plane ASAP get back home and I was stressing out buzzing out at the airport I couldn't get out of this car park I'm already hyper stressed and um, I remember I was at the telecom. This is Sydney Airport. This is crazy. I was at the, like the little speaker thing, and they must have a little camera on it. I'm trying yeah. to get out of the car park, and I'm going back and forth with this dude. Going, man, can you just get someone down here to fucking open this gate? And he said, "Hey, man, if you don't mind me asking, are you in a band?" And I couldn't see him. He could see me, and I was like, "Yeah, I am actually. Where are you going with this?" And he goes, <laughs> Are you the lead singer of Satin Cali? And I went, What the hell? Are you ki- What the <laughs> oh, fuck? I was like, can- And then that was it. Big smiles from yeah. ear to ear. And I was just like, Yeah, I yeah. am. And he just opened the gate for us. And You're we like, just yes. cruised on out. <laughs> but, um, Crazy. Yeah. That's that was cool. early Satin Cali, too. Like, Yeah, that was, yeah. It was, that was, before, to I was before I joined yeah, the, the beginning. Yeah. <gasps> I love that. And 
obviously, you know, you guys have done so well and, you know, you're where you are now. Do you have advice for anyone aspiring to, you know, have a band or even just be a solo musician? Like, any advice for the navigating the music industry? <laughs> oh, just put in the work, mm. keep working. It is hard work, you know. Like, you got to practice, 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 and you miss out on heaps of stuff and but just, oh. like, oh, and just... Just enjoy every single little moment of it as yeah. well. The, the small shitty gigs, enjoy them as well. You know, we haven't even finished playing small shitty gigs. We've got more of them coming up, I'm sure. But, yeah. You know, it, it makes stones. it all worth it when you play the big ones. Yep. I thought they were over, but then we had a few recently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're the ones where we're spewing up side of stage. <laughs> they're paving the way for Wembley, though. It's fine. That's it, yeah. You know <laughs> what I mean? And just try to enjoy the present moment. Don't get too ahead of yourself. Don't think mm. about the ifs or buts or this or that. Whatever's in front of you at the time, just try and enjoy it and try to make the most of it because I feel like one day if we do make it, like big or whatever, I feel like they're the moments we're going to look back on and remember. I feel like it's going to yeah. be the journey because that's what I hear all the greats talk about. So Definitely. Just try and remember that. I do. I like that. That's good. Cool. Okay. To finish it off, on a nice little fun note, what is your most memorable blonde experience? And this is personal, so it doesn't have to be work-related. Okay. Um, well, I've got heaps. <laughs> I love that, just to paint a picture, I'm sitting yeah. here <laughs> with no blonde people. It's just me. <laughs> um, oh, what have I got here? Um, I'm, I, I remember driving the truck into the the gate at the um, Centrelink building and doing like $10,000 worth of damage. <laughs> that, was, oh. that was a bit of a blonde moment. I just, I swiped the card and then I, I don't know, I just delayed it for a minute and I drove the, tr- the truck only just fit under this um, boom gate and the garage door come down and like caved the truck in and yeah, that was, that was a hard one to explain. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, um, that's probably the most expensive blonde moment I've ever that's- had. Well, oh, there's there's plenty I can't talk about, but then <laughs> off the top of my head, um, probably when I was in Indonesia, I was like, I was over there just looking to get away from some bullshit that was going on in my life, and I was on a bit of just a tear, and I was just party. I was only there for five days. I had five weeks off. I was supposed to island hop around Indonesia, and um, I ended up in hospital for seven nights and ended up getting plates. So I need. I got a full four, four set of four fake teeth in the front of my mouth. Some plates holding my cheek together on the left side. Big gashes in the back of my head. So basically, what happened is I was crossing the road to get well anything. I think I was looking for meat pie, and they don't have meat pies in Bali. But I was like, I was going to the servo, and I was like, I'm gonna get whatever. Yeah, something. Late night stack. It was in Changu. The road was dead. And anyway, somehow someone cut in front of this car, and so the car that was. Uh, how do we get this? There was a big T intersection. Someone pulled out in front of the car. The car's gone to swerve around this particular person, hit the side of the road. I had plenty of time, man. I had plenty of time to move, and I just got stuck like a deer in the headlights, just staring yeah. at these headlights. He swerved off the side of the road, collected me, and then I've headbutted all these steps. I got cleaned up and headbutted all these steps out in front of a shop. Yeah, and then uh, spent a week in hospital and then had to come back home. Pretty much, I laid on the lounge for another three weeks, but I just remember, like, after I woke up from my concussion, I remember, and I was over there on my own, so I didn't really tell my family what was going on, because none of them have immediate passports and stuff like that, they don't travel, so I just said, look, I broke my nose, but I had all kinds of shit going on, but I remember the one thing going, why the fuck? Did you not step out of the way? <laughs> you had a good five seconds to move and you just stared at it with your mouth open. <laughs> you did nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Have you found, like, curiosity questions? Like, I had more than enough time to move, man. I just, it was like one, two, three, It just four, stopped. Boom. <gasps> Have you Have you found, though, the, like, plates and stuff, has that affected vocally? Like, has that changed anything for your vocals? I think it made it better. Sick. Maybe yeah. that's why you didn't move. I think it made it better because <laughs> I came back, no, not like vocally, but I had a lot of anxieties and a lot of insecurities, and I, I still do in a lot of areas of my life. I put a lot of pressure on myself. I'm very hard on myself. Um, 
but I think I was worse back then. And then after that accident, I was like, look, man, I could have died. Like, mm. I spent seven nights in hospital with internal bleeding, um, all my face smashed up, no teeth. I was breathing through an oxygen mask for like two or three nights. And I was like, what am I fucking worried about, man? Mm. Why am I stressing about what people think about me yeah. or being judged and all that kind of shit? And I still do. Mm. I'm not perfect. I still worry about those things. But that snapped a lot of it out of me. Yeah. And I came back home and I was like, you know what? I like music. I like singing in the shower. I like writing, picking up my guitar for 15 minutes a week. I was like, I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks about me. I'm going to try and do something with this. I write that. It so, changes, like, your perspective. Changes your perspective. It's like, why do I care what anyone else thinks? I could lose my life tomorrow. Yep. So. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Both Deep. pretty expensive blonde moments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True, the hospital bills and yeah. the, uh, <laughs> the construction's racking up. <laughs> so, to kind of sum it all up have you got anything that you wanted to offer to the Legally Blonde listeners um well our merch we've got a fair, fair bit of merch left over um which will be going back up online very soon mm-hmm. so maybe we could throw out a discount code for the Legally Blonde listeners mm, maybe if you type blonde blonde in you'll, you'll, you'll get a 10% discount nice and we'll work on how to get that done because we are both yeah, fucking we, not our tech manager, savvy our, our, manager, team, our, manager, our manager team will sort that that's out that's someone us. else's job <laughs> yeah yeah no, there's a couple of shirts some hats some vinyls Hey. A free one. Oh, yeah, no, that's for them. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we do have a cheeky little surprise coming up very, very <laughs> soon. <laughs> well, thank you both so much no for worries. coming Thanks for having, having a chat. It's been awesome. Yeah, good fun. Well, I'm Maddie. I'm Gordo. And I'm Zach. And this is... The Legally Blonde Podcast. Nice. <laughs> the Legally Blonde Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to say that together. If you're looking for a way to wind down and support muscle recovery after a training sesh or want to humble brag about your caffeine-free way to wake up, NeuroCover has you covered. Ice baths are something I do on the regular to support muscle recovery, decrease inflammation and overall feel more energized. The NeuroCover ice bath is easy to set up and drain and can hold up to 400 liters of water and ice. It is completely durable. If you want to try it out now, use my code MADISON72572 at checkout for 15 to 20% off your purchase. NeuroCover. Did you like today's podcast? All of the music, sound, mixing and editing was done by Julia from Julia's Music Studio. Julia is a composer and music educator based in Sydney who writes, arranges, performs and teaches music. She writes and arranges music from diverse genres for a variety of instruments and ensembles, as well as teaching composition, music theory, piano, singing and flute in both private and school settings. She also does various gigs as a singer in an acoustic duo. You can find more details on all her musical adventures, as well as her contact information on her website, which has been posted to our Instagram.